So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is Misfits. My name is Jeff, and I'm not a fan of the Misfits. <laughs> My name is Dan, and I have house shoes. <laughs> My name is Jimmy, and Talk Me Into Studios is missing one thing, and that's the Incredible Butt Hulk. <laughs> Jimmy, we're going to get to that. But I hate Dan's. I say this almost every week. I cannot stand it. He talks about footwear and feet maintenance all the time. I know he's talked about his moose leather shoes. He's talked about clogs. He's talked about his fitted New Balance uh, arc support, super technology fitted shoes that cost $250. He talks about foot peels multiple times. He talks about <laughs> self foot surgery. He talks about- He's talking, yeah. Yeah, house shoes, Dan. Did you look at yeah. your feet and you were like, house shoes, that's it. I have no, them. What happened is I developed the practice before I had the terminology. <laughs> the practice. <laughs> I found myself coming home from anything, like a day at work or out to the grocery store, or whatever. And as soon as I step in the door, I take off my shoes and I put on a pair of soft-soled tan suede moccasins with a nice fluffy <laughs> fur interior and that's all i wear when i'm in my house because some people have like a barefoot house where you have to take your shoes off at the door i was never raised in that like growing up i would just wear like sneakers or whatever in the house yeah, yeah. but now i just want to be comfy and cozy but i also like don't want to just walk around in my stocking feet so I wear my house stocking shoes. feet <laughs> in my stocking feet says the 30 something year old man wearing stockings. You know, socks. I'm yeah, I know. sock. You're classy. You say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a pair of house shoes. Wow. Well, what about your fun fact? Yeah, I'm, the, I'm not a huge fan of the band. The Misfits. That's that's a wrong answer. They're very good. It's debatable. I, I don't necessarily hate them, but growing up in the uh, the punk rock scene, uh, mm. they just never captured me. And I listen to a lot of bad punk rock, uh, and I still do. <laughs> um, but something about the Misfits, I just I never, never I never fell for them. You never did cross into the uh, the border between goth and punk, huh? Ah, uh, kind of, uh, but not really. Like I was no, no, I haven't. I've, I've been I've been sad. Your biggest foray into goth <laughs> punk was when Blink One Eighty Two had Robert Smith on a song. <laughs> I hated that song and that album so much. That's why we didn't cover that album because it's garbage. It's hot garbage, Dad. Yeah. Wow. And Jimmy. Uh, yes. I forgot what your fun fact what? was. What? Oh, it was about your house. Yeah. Talk me into I still studios. Don't Talk oh, me into yeah. studios. The Incredible Butthole. 
I remember yeah. that phrase, but I don't remember what it means. Wow, what? you don't remember the Incredible Butt Hulk. So, Dan, let me jog your little nog for a minute here. Jog uh, my nog. <laughs> You want to top that slop? Um, so one of our previous podcasts that we had for four years was recorded in my disgusting basement at my disgusting old apartment that uh, I hated living in and I hated my Correct. life during. So it was just filled with a lot of gross shit. Uh, and, you know, we try to decorate it fun. We try to have fun with it a little bit. Hang up like there was a Rick Santorum for president sign down there. <laughs> yeah. For, for fun. That. There was Wicker Frog, <laughs> which was a frog made out of wicker that I found on a Chinese food store's dumpster that I brought with me everywhere. Um, floor muffins everywhere. There were muffins on the floor. There was <laughs> furniture. I don't even I don't want to talk about it, but the the crown there was a chair. That if you sat in a certain direction, you <laughs> fell over. Yeah. So that chair was my mom's when we were children that was given to her by a friend and then was given to my grandmother to like put in a spare room. And then my grandmother got rid of it and left it outside for about two years. And then I took it. And yeah. that's and what it was. It was just as good as you can imagine. <laughs> uh so the the crown jewel in this shit collection was the incredible butt hulk which was a incredible hulk cardboard cutout which i don't know where i got it from it might have been Probably richie's comic cabana it might have been the was movie it? theater that i worked yeah, next to i think yeah um i can't remember but i had a you know a six foot tall cardboard cutout and then Dan and I, I believe you were with me, Dan, when Beavis and Butthead came back to MTV in like 2011 or 12, we oh, went to yeah. a panel at New York Comic Con with Mike it all Judge. Comes back to me now. And they were giving out these like uh, cardboard masks of Beavis and Butthead. So I thought it would be very funny to glue the Butthead one onto the top of the Hulk. And it was funny. And then I thought it would be even funnier <laughs> to glue a shaved beard onto uh butthead's face and it was it was more gross and it was funny but i did <laughs> Is that it. your actual beard yeah i like yes, trimmed my beard and <laughs> i took the clippings and i glued it i just sprinkled it on to butthead. i believe you wanted to call him the incredible beard butt hulk i believe that's what <laughs> we're going for <laughs> i don't know if it's true but i love it um yeah i wish i still had that i should have kept it yeah gone too soon yeah. so guys that that I, I would had, be the rug that tied the talk me into studios together. Yeah, it really know. ties the room together. Uh, I had an alternate fun fact that I just realized I can't use because it's similar to one I've used before, but I just want to throw it in here just to make Jeff smile. And that was my name is Dan, and I love a good foot soak. <laughs> See, it's it's the same things. It's just <laughs> before we even started recording, I've been slack and I didn't think of a fun fact. I thought of mine like five seconds before. I thought it'd be funny to say this week is Misfits. My name is Jeff and I don't like the Misfits. That's funny. Dan's <laughs> just like uh, Blood Orange. I had one today. I like yeah. them. My name's <laughs> Dan and that's my fun fact. I put that on my list. I guess I'll have to remove it. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Dan and I prefer Blood Oranges. <laughs> I got. I could do. I could do this all day, guys. Let's go. Let's go. What? What next? Let's just do a fun fact speed lightning round. Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna rotate or just? All yeah. Let, let's. Let's go. No. Dan. Dan. Jimmy. Jeff. We'll rotate. We'll just look around our room or wherever we are and just say <laughs> say what we like. Okay, Dan. You start. But you can't and then... just list. You can't be like I'm sitting in a chair. It has to have some level of interest, like an intrigue, like a funny anecdote. 
Is yep. is my name is Dan and I have house shoes? A funny anecdote, Dan. Or is it, it just a thing that you want to know more about the house shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Talk Me Into has a segment that we do every week. It's called Talking Ourselves Into. It's just something that we're trying out. It's not necessarily we're trying to talk each other into. It's just something that we're doing for the week. And I have been talking myself into and kind of dreading because I'm very bad at this. Discovering new music. Okay, first of so, all, that intro was beautiful. Uh, oh, thank sec- you. Second I of all, I, I like this topic. Um, how are you trying? Have you discovered new music that you like? I What's have. going on? Um, so Spotify has a really cool playlist. It, I, I'm trying to bring it up. Let's see. Okay, it Dan. Is, it, it is it's called so Discover. <laughs> yeah, it is called Discover Weekly. Um, it basically yep. gives you new music. And um, it's it sort of based on what you listen to and stuff. And there are several things on that uh, playlist that I've been enjoying. Um, I sent you guys a uh, a bad guy cover that kind of sounded like Blink-182 did it, which is kind of cool. Yep. Uh, that was pretty enjoyable. So fun um, fact, yeah. I can't use that playlist because 90% of it is sleepy time music. <laughs> oh, and I can't funny. figure out how to change that algorithm. So it's like you may like 35 Brian Eno songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I can't really I can't use any of those built-in Spotify recommendations either because when my niece lived with me, it was like all Taylor Swift all the time plus Charlie XCX, uh, yeah. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm just uh I'm looking through that and I've talked about it on the pod before. I'm really bad at like seeking out music by myself like everything that I listen to, it's because somebody has recommended it to me. So like yeah. even before talking me into Dan talked me into a bunch of shit, Jeff inherently talked dan into stuff and then dan talked me into it just stuff like that some friends have talked me into it but um yeah so i've been trying to seek out new music spotify is very helpful with that and um i can honestly say that there's a a band that i like called the queers so that's something oh that's out of left field for you i've heard the queers they're pretty good yeah they're pretty good and um i believe the the i'm trying to find what the name of the song was it was very enjoyable Oh, it's called See You Later, Face. Sorry, Jim. I thought that was fun. Yeah, sorry, Jim. That's what I've been talking myself into. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Guys, this is is a pretty big one. All right, it's not the biggest one I've ever done, but it's pretty important. And it just goes to show how hip uh, and in tune to culture I am. I talked myself into TikTok. Uh, Jeff, you have been you have been down on TikTok since its very beginning, so, and here we are now. So By the way, before you get into this, can I just interject that it is January thirty first, two thousand twenty one, and I thought for sure you were going to say you talked yourself into investing in GameStop. <laughs> it's so funny because as soon as that shit was happening, I was like, Dan talked in length about Robin Hood in our Avatar episode. But, no, um, acorn. Acorn. A. Oh, okay. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not creating anything because uh, I'm not that hip yet. But I found that while on Instagram, 
most of like the memes or entertaining thing that I watch are, from are just from TikTok, but like right. on a worse format. So I was like, let me just get TikTok so I could follow like this one musician guy and like the Voros twins and like a comedian. And like <laughs> when I'm on there, I'm just like scrolling through the randomly generated shit. And I was like, oh my God, some of this stuff is very like creative and entertaining and you can get lost in that app super easily and just very briefly just to see what it was all about i clicked on like create a post and i was like this is overwhelming for a 35 year old dad i don't know if i could do this <laughs> so i stopped but like it's really funny dude there's like tiktok cooking shows which you know oh, yeah. it's it's whatever it's kind of weird but it's like strangely very entertaining and it's super like easy to consume like i'll just be on the couch and like all right i got like 20 more minutes before this baby's gonna poop and i gotta change her for bed and let me just like scroll through some videos of some guys singing sea shanties or whatever and and i do and it's good and (laughs) there's some that are just like one note jokes like there's this one guy who plays piano and every now and then he'll take a note out and scream and it's funny (laughs) and i've watched like 40 of them in a row and it never isn't funny and sorry. Okay, so uh, I am going to say something that I'm going to sound incredibly old. I am putting on my old cap. I am afraid of TikTok because <laughs> I know, I know for a fact if I were to get into it, it would just be nonstop. I would just be on it constantly, yeah. and I do not want that in my life. My mom, my almost sixty-year-old mother, is obsessed with TikTok. Huh. She is on it constantly, and she does not go to sleep because she is on TikTok. She is sending these to her sisters, to me, to everybody. I think I sent you guys a couple and I was trying not to because I didn't want to spoil this big surprise. (laughs) Uh, But like there's some and there's some stuff where they use the format so good, like it's just looped perfectly. And uh, oh, man, some of it's just so good. I have seen some very funny ones Uh, when Jenna Marbles was still making videos. um, She was doing like basically just watching them, but they were very enjoyable and very funny. But I I had to delete the app because I was afraid. I had it for talking me into. But it's but really I, cool because uh, like it, it. you can you like collaborate with just like these other people, and some of the stuff is really interesting and really creative and really funny or just entertaining. And there's not a lot of discourse, which is I think good for everybody's mental mm. health lately. Like there's there are comment sections that you don't even have to look at, but most of the yeah. stuff is just like you can't argue with people on it. There's no like opinions really. I'm sure there are like deep in there, but just like some of the lighthearted shit is so good and refreshing. So Jimmy. <laughs> yes. How many days until Jeff is posting TikTok videos? Oh, making them. Oh yeah. dude. I'm, I'm totally changing my username to TikTok me into and it's how <laughs> oh, I already have that. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. We already made that. Remember? Did we, we actually had the little Twitter poll? No, but did, is it actually made? Yeah. Change the name so I can take it, you dodo bird. I want to do it. You just run the account. Just take the account. Oh, okay. Give me the login info. I I have it. It's all of our normal stuff. TikTok me into is going to be a thing now that Jeff is. Yeah, apparently. I can't wait to do TikTok dances with uh, (laughs) famous TikTok people. (laughs) That would be very funny content. Like the first time we get back together in person, once we're like vaccinated or something to just do yeah. a, a dance sequence <laughs> yeah no, you could, I, I posted you could the, also uh, do tiktok live too which has oh, more yeah. like dude the so like if somebody has like let's say they have a hundred followers on instagram on tiktok 
that translates to like 400 billion. There's just so um, many more people on TikTok, and like it's it's so uh, it's so silly. Guys, I really hate that we're going to become TikTok famous now <laughs> because like I have a strong feeling that Jeff is actually going to do this. Oh, I 100% am once I figure it out, but <laughs> I'm old, so I might need to wait until my daughter's like 15 for her to show me how. You should just be part of that subsect of uh, of TikTok that just really old people. Jimmy, <laughs> can you give Jeff all of your old Jimmy Fitch's blogs? Because <laughs> that right there is TikTok gold. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Jimmy, right. what are you talking yourself into this week? I you already did, did it. Damn. Man. Yeah. You didn't ask me the question. <laughs> oh my God. I've been I talking myself this. into something that is not nearly as funny or exciting. We can just breeze past this, but personally, I think you'll be interested to hear. Winter it. socks. Actually. I want no. to keep my toes warm. <laughs> I'm talking myself into not blowing money when I get a lot of money. <laughs> so you guys I so know. feel this. You guys know that I have a history of whenever I get a lump sum, like I'm, I'm pretty good week to week. I don't spend a ton of money. I save, you know, I, I pay yeah, my bills. Yeah. But if I come come by a large like inflow of cash all at like once. Like a tax refund or something. Exactly. I tend hey, Dan. To like, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell your 401k story now or no? Oh, that's where I was headed, Jeff. <laughs> so in the past, when I've gotten a large influx of cash, that money burned a hole in my pocket and I did very dumb things with it. So what Jeff is referring to is several years back, uh, two things that were completely unrelated in our world coincided very serendipitously. Uh, one of them was I was leaving a job and I was forced to close out a 401k and the money was significant enough that it was enjoyable, but not significant enough that it was worthwhile to like open an IRA and deal with that hassle. It was around like $1,500, I think. Yeah, we we were yeah. young. It was like 2008 yeah. or nine or something. $1,500 you know? when you're like. 20 to 22 yeah. is like hell yeah so that was one thing and then the other thing that happened at the exact same time which caused me to make bad decisions is <laughs> blu-ray became the official <laughs> format of yes. high definition yes, films <laughs> yeah uh, so, so 2008 is when that really happened so as wow. everyone recalls when high definition, as the stock market is crashing yes or the housing market yeah you when had to yeah when high definition movies were becoming a thing, there was a war between HD DVD and Blu-ray. And I had chosen the side of Blu-ray because <laughs> I just thought that, that they held better options as far as releases. And, you know, I would, I was still on the fence though. I bought a movie here or there as it came out. I had, you know, the, the PS3 that had the Blu-ray player. And I was like, cool, I'll watch a couple Blu-rays. Well, when <laughs> HD DVD went under and everything became Blu-ray, is when I got a check for $1,500. <laughs> and I decided to fully commit to Blu-ray and purchase every Blu-ray movie that I could ever possibly enjoy. And, and Blu-rays were expensive then, too. They were like they were. 20 to $30 each. Yeah. And a third coincidence is that I found out you could buy Blu-rays on eBay and save a dollar or two than buying them <laughs> from, like, Amazon. So over the course of... I don't know, like a two month period, I spent $1,500 on Blu rays. 
<laughs> the reason why I tell this story, and there's many situations such as this. The last time I came by Windfall of Money, I bought an amplifier that was worth more than my car. Uh, <laughs> yes. So now I am coming into, as Jimmy mentioned, my annual tax refund. It will yeah. be coming soon. And I'm also getting a very much appreciated profit sharing bonus uh, from my employer. And I have decided to take the vast bulk of that money and immediately before I can second guess and make a bad decision, apply it as a principal only payment on a home equity loan that I've taken out because I'm a grown up folks. I don't even know what that shit means, but it sounds smart. So <laughs> I took congrats, man. Out. I took a loan out to uh, re-roof my house and get new windows, and mm. it's a lot. And I decided to, if I pay the principal down, it will make make my payments end quicker. Uh, it's a 10-year loan that hopefully I can pay off much faster than 10 years. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. It's not exciting. It's not fun. It's not funny, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, mean that Blu-ray story is good. So yeah, yeah we got, same we got thing. the haha's in. Except now all my money goes to my baby, which is cool. I, I actually think it's cool. I have no problem with it. <laughs> you know, I I am definitely not in that situation because I got my I got my ta- well I I did my taxes and I saw the return amount and I'm like hmm new equipment for talk me into question mark and uh, yeah. I support that because it benefits me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I can't spend my tax refund on myself, maybe Jimmy will spend his on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but like it's it's I mean, you could cut this part out, Jimmy, but it's cool now to be in a place where like my TV broke and the next day I just bought a new TV. Oh, I was like, dude, oh, wow. yeah, this yeah. is cool. I could just like do this stuff now. All right, folks. Is that good? Will that catch on? That just feels like a straight up ripoff. Two years in, and Jeff is still trying to come up with his uh, catchphrase. <laughs> well, he has his. It's Jeff with five Fs and number twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me start the segment over. Uh, Jeff with five Fs and number twenty-seven. So the Misfits. Uh, Misfits is a program that originally aired in the UK, and Wikipedia says that the channel was Comedy Central. I think that's incorrect. Uh, it's probably. I don't think it's BBC. It might be like ITV or I don't know what it is. Sky. Anyway, something like that. It's not Comedy Central. Um, it is. It is a. A darker take on uh, superheroes, which is not really Ooh. an original idea by any means. It's always something that people are trying well, to do. But it's a gimmick Snyder that I first. enjoy, so I don't care. Yeah, so I mean, this came out in 2009, right? So this was kind of around when Marvel started getting really big. We're about a decade into like shitty superhero movies. You know, it's it, it's a genre that exists. This is a, a little twist where there's these... Uh, you know, like problemed uh, youth where they they're in like this. I don't it's not like a rehab. It's like a community service program. And all of a sudden there's like this weird storm and like mo- uh, most people or like a lot of people, they each get one power. And, you know, some of the powers are like standard things like you would think of like you know, X-ray vision or like flying but some are really weird which i like there's always this one thing i think of 
I think it was Kevin Smith. He was writing some kind of X-Men comic and he was like, I have to think of a really dumb superpower that would be really effective. So we came up with this idea of transporting one drop of liquid. Like that's all that's just, Oh yeah. You've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, so the way he used it was he like took this like super dangerous drug and transported it to the middle of somebody's brain and like killed him. I'm like, that's cool. So right. this show does weird stuff like that. Like there's this, I, I don't want to give too much away because some of the surprises are pretty wacky, but the the show is five seasons long and, you know, they're British season. So it's like six to eight episodes each. And it follows uh, most of the same characters. There's some new characters that come along, some that leave, um, but it's mostly the same cast through the, the whole show. But the first season, I really like the cast. Um, and, you know, it's it's the beginning of the show. So you have to see it. Um so I'm going to have you guys watch six episodes. Um, I I started watching this maybe when like the first two seasons were out. It's on Hulu. It's still on Hulu. You can watch it there. And then I watch each season as it came out, uh, season three, four and five. And I love the show back then. It's always something I've wanted to revisit because it is pretty short. There's like, you know, maybe 30 episodes or so. And there's some really great ideas in there. Some really great twists and turns and it's funny too so it's not just like a straight superhero show it's like it's there are there are villains and there's are there's like overarching themes so that's why i'm giving you the first season because you're introduced to somebody at the end of season one where i think you're gonna you're gonna be hooked and there's some familiar faces there's actors in there that you will know um if you don't already so do you guys have any exposure to misfits no no great this will be fun. <laughs> yeah. It sounds um, a lot like the movie Chronicle though, which I enjoyed. Um, I believe it's much better than Chronicle. If oh. I remember Chronicle at all. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good show. You guys are going to like it. Cool. Okay. I'm definitely down. Sounds interesting. That, yeah. That's all I got to say. There's nothing too deep to say right now. Cause I don't want to give anything away, but, uh, let's, let's watch season one of misfits. Where's the streaming, Jeff? Did you say that? Hulu. Oh, I missed it. Cool. Very cool. We're talking about misfits. Not those, like, rapscallions, but we're talking about the TV show, (laughs) Misfits. Just a a group of random, (laughs) terribly acted children just running around. (laughs) Correct. That was pretty good vocabulary for me. I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Rapscallions yeah. are are those hip-hop onions? <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're talking about Misfits, the uh, yeah. the BBC show uh, Misfits from, like, the 2009. late 2000s. Yeah, 2009, I yeah. think, season one. So uh, let's get we're into gonna it, boys. Sp- we're going to be spoiling all of series one, right, yes. guys? Yep, six Series episodes. one, ha, ha, ha. And I have to say right off the bat, um, although I didn't find six episodes to be daunting, I'm surprised that Jeff gave us six episodes. He normally likes to keep it brief. And I also thought there were moments in this season where we could have just seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen it in years, so I didn't remember. Oh. But I did. So you were like, better safe than sorry. I'll just give him the whole season. Well, plus I knew that there was... Uh, it, the beginnings of an overall series arc 
And I mm-hmm. knew that each episode focused on one character for the most part. So yeah, I wanted yeah. you guys to see all of the main cast. Um, I, I did know that. So I think I, I don't care, Dan, go f- yourself. Like we watched it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, wow. I liked it. I just was surprised because you're usually the one who's like, oh, Dan gave us four whole episodes. I can't yeah, deal. And, and there, there's stuff like I wanted you to see like certain weird powers, like that lady who de-aged and I didn't know what episode that was in. And I was like, I want you to see <laughs> yeah. like, because some of the like Simon turns invisible. That's cool. But then there's like a lady who causes you to go bald. That's weird. And like, yeah, right. It's just it's funny to me. A um, baby who forces you to become its dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's super weird, and like we'll, we'll get more into it. But we're going to talk just kind of like in a in a flow uh, of what happened. We're not going to do like a beat by beat kind of thing. I think that'll be too right. much for for this episode. So um, you know, we start off, and there's this group of characters, and they're in a community center thing. They've all been arrested, and they have to sir, do community service for whatever reasons. We don't know the reasons yet. Um, And then, like I mentioned before, a storm happens and they all get struck with lightning with their probation officer and they start feeling really weird. Um, So I'll let you guys take over. What did you think about this easy setup? I thought it was fine. I mean, I like they got right into the action. Um, The storm thing as a reason to give them powers is a little lame. I I kind of was hoping that we'd get a little bit more detail. But they really don't dwell on that day as much. Like, pretty much, um, they get superpowers on the same day as they kill their probation officer. And throughout the series, or the season, the killing of the probation officer (laughs) is actually the thing that they, like, come back to. Yeah, it it keeps going on and on. And um, that's another thing about this show. Like, yeah, they get superpowers, but there's not, like a villain you know there's not like a there's there's nobody that's just like has a plan out there right now maybe maybe it'll change in the future so like they just like their probation officer if something happens to him in the storm too and he just goes berserk and starts chasing people he kills gary right away like did you guys know that he (laughs) did you think he was part of like the main cast because when i watched it i was like oh yeah this guy because i just i forgot about him instantly Oh, yeah, no, I totally was like, as soon as he was, like, missing the next day, I was like, well, there goes that guy. I thought it was well, funny, actually. The problem is I watched this series, obviously, now in hindsight of having known a lot of these actors from later work. So I was like, that's Pippin from Game of Thrones. I don't remember if his name was Pippin or something like that, but he was one of Jon Snow's friends. And I was like, he must be the main character on this show because he went on to be in a big series and then he died halfway through the first episode. Oh, he was? I didn't notice that. I didn't oh, yeah. When Jon Snow went to the wall and he made, like, two friends, that actor was one of them. Yeah, because Simon was in Game of Thrones, too. He was the guy yep. who cut off the people. Right. And yeah. uh, oh, yeah. he's always Simon to me. I don't even remember the Game of Thrones character. Um, Ramsey, I think. Yeah, yeah Ramsey yeah, Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. And, like, yeah, so, like, the actors, like, Nathan was in Umbrella Academy. Um yep. And Curtis, he was recently in uh, Revelation of the Daleks, Revolution of the Daleks. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, cool or something. Cool. Very cool. Uh, also, Nathan's mother was yeah, Lady she was, Stark, Catelyn yeah, Stark. She, she sure was. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people on this show who I was like, that's someone from something. Let me go on the internet to find out who. 
I actually didn't recognize a lot of people in this. Um, uh, on, the Jim. only person that I recognized was uh, Ramsey Bolton. Um, but uh, no, I thought uh, I think the casting I thought was really good. Um, I don't know if it's just really good writing or really good acting, but like I was like, oh yeah, all these people are kind of pieces of shit. And um, oh, I sort sure, of like yeah. got that from the from the very beginning, and um, I was super into it because like obviously. Uh, like shows like the boys and stuff are very popular now but like uh, i don't know i just know those people like too well from like other things and stuff where i just sort of like see them as like the actors as opposed to like characters that they're playing so i was like oh yeah these people are shitty and that's good for a thing like this so uh the other good thing about the act the uh casting is that this is one of the few shows about teenagers where they actually feel like teenagers they look young enough yeah especially like nathan the guy that jeff referenced from the umbrella academy he looks like a little boy in this series oh yeah he's a little twink baby yeah but yeah i mean the big thing of this first episode like jeff said is the they get their powers uh, Tony, the probation officer, goes murderously crazy and super strong and tries – he kills Gary and, and then he tries to kill the rest of them. And uh, luckily, Curtis's power comes through at the last minute and he's able to like sort of – I don't know, like wind back time yeah. and yeah. warn them. And uh, well, Kelly, Kelly ends up killing uh, the counselor. But Kelly does officer. get killed. So like for a minute before Curtis's power happens, which you guys didn't know what his power was at this point, Kelly's yeah. head gets smashed in and she dies. Yep. Did you think that was it for her in that moment before the time was rewound? I don't know. It happened so fast that I didn't really have a time to be like, oh, they killed another character. Then all of a sudden they were zooming in on Curtis's eyes. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, shit. Um, but I don't think I was like really concerned because she was like, in the main title like screen or whatever oh, i was like right, oh, she's right. probably going to be in this show for a while um i did a little bit of research uh like after i watched the show so i was um kind of curious of like uh if the cast days and stuff like that but um we'll, we'll get more into that in my final push yeah for sure um but yeah i thought um i thought the first episode was really solid like how they all get their powers kind of felt like kind of felt like a combination of like the flash with um like fantastic four they all got their powers at the same time um i thought it was cool yeah the only thing and this wasn't a fault of the series this is like my problem but i hate any i don't hate i i have a hard time with any show or movie where like early on the conceit is that they have to cover up a murder and that they're bound together by that (laughs) cover-up because i just always think it's better to like tell the truth like and i think that bears out throughout well, the course of they this also show do really bad like nathan is just in the locker room like we killed our probation officer yeah <laughs> just like just <laughs> talking it. and hey, simon is recording remember? them yeah. talking about it <laughs> yeah they're not good at covering things up no. they're driving around no. with bodies in other people's cars later on in the season yeah it's fine it's fine. Yeah, so, so episode two, a lot of that revolves around what Jeff referenced, which is that Nathan starts to sort of, I mean, this is, I guess I would say like the Nathan episode. Yeah, I would too. Um, he gets kicked out of his mom's house because he's a huge pain in the ass and he yeah, starts trouble with everyone. He's a rapscallion, Jimmy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts to like develop a crush on a woman named Ruth, who's a, a volunteer at this like old age home that they're forced to help out at. And uh, it it sort of like continues to like blossom and become a thing, and they hook up, and then like in the throes of passion, shall we see? Say, uh, 
he sees flashes of her true self, which is like an 85 year old woman or something. Yeah. When uh, I first saw this, I like I laughed so hard because they didn't just cover it up like young Ruth is just naked. It's a gratuitous sex scene. And then it flashes to this 85 year old naked (laughs) lady. And I was like, oh, this is very funny. Um, and it also wasn't like the young actress in old age makeup. No, it, it wasn't was an old, old an actual yeah. lady that we saw riding <laughs> a presumably very young man. That must have been so weird to film that. And it, it was just it was edited really well. Like this whole show, I think, is filmed and edited pretty decently. Um, mm. especially like for a British show around that time. Cause this is like 2009 Agreed. is the first time Dr. Who was filmed in HD. Like they had a late yep. start. You know what I mean? So yep. for a British show to be like, to have like a, a movie aesthetic, uh, was pretty nice back then. Mm, I the wouldn't sh- go that far. It, it's not like the greatest thing ever made, but yeah, it, it still it feels, it feels to me like it, it has sort of like the camp of like Doctor Who, like yeah. when Russell T. Davies was still uh, running the show. And it also feels combined to me with skins with like the, uh, I don't know, young uh, deviants or whatever. And like yeah. I, I'm getting into sex and drugs and alcohol. Like I mean, there's something I definitely want to touch on a little bit later that I will get to about the you know production quality and stuff. But um uh, there was something else I wanted to say about this particular episode. Oh, uh, so we meet. I'm drawing a blank on her name. Um, the woman, the who other bas- probation officer. Exactly. Gwen. Yeah, I forget yeah. her. What is it, Jeff? Gwen. Oh, okay, Gwen. So to to the the kids, the misfits, she's just their new like replacement probation officer. What they don't know is that she was actually engaged to Tony. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, she's very suspicious of Tony's sudden disappearance. And we should say that they ended up burying Tony and Gary, I guess, like under it's like under concrete. an overpass. Yeah. Yeah. That was being poured to like build a little, uh, I don't know, something attached to a bridge or something. Yeah. yeah. And so she's suspicious of this group of uh, kids because they were the last ones to see Tony and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, I, I like this episode. I I like the Tony stuff. He, I I I always enjoyed this actor. I mean, if you go back and listen to our um, Umbrella Academy episode, I definitely think he's one of the highlights of that show. Yeah, he's really good in this show too. Because even though he's like crazy and over the top and annoying as a character, the the parts where it's like emotional, uh, he mm-hmm. hits. He hits all that stuff. Yeah, he pulls it off, and he he does it really well too. And I mean, like another weird power is his mom's boyfriend Jeremy, who's like kind of a werewolf, but like a dude. Dude, he's just yeah, naked. That was weird. Um, but yeah. they also like, like dog. they foreshadow that in the opening sequence. Like when they show Nathan, there's like a shadow of a dog following him. Uh, yeah. So like the opening oh, sequence. Yeah. And the theme song, I think, are pretty good in the show. It's super catchy. Um, yeah, it is. yeah. The theme song is like a sort of um, like a low rent gang of four. And I was like, oh, yeah. For some reason, I always think it's Block Party, but it's not. I think I can't remember the name of the band, but it's like they integrate it really well when they go from the cold open to the intro and like in the the club scene like it's extended too and they like work Mm -hmm. that into the show and i thought that was really neat uh yeah so episode three is what dan was talking about where they have to dig up the bodies and then rebury them um and this this episode is like the alicia episode and it goes to show you that like they are shitty because like her powers that people touch her she's like rogue but instead of sucking your life force she gets you really horny um (laughs) yeah but like this episode she rapes people and it's yeah. like 
yep. just because like she wants to. And I think that, uh, yeah, know, what did you guys think about the way they handled this? I, I thought I'll say my opinion first. and You could tell me if you agree or disagree. I think they actually did a really good job of handling her issues with sex and her relation, her like blossoming relationship with Curtis. Like he obviously like looked betrayed when she, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when they had sex and he, I think he did. They they had to walk a very fine line. He didn't say like you raped me. He didn't use that word. Right. Um, but he sort of did a good job portraying similar feelings of, you know, being taken advantage of and being used and that it was against his will. What did you guys think about that? I definitely agree with that. I mean, um, I think if this was to be made in like 2021, it would probably be a lot more ham-fisted and they probably wouldn't even go along with this route um, because it obviously this is a pretty hot button issue. I mean, it always has been, but people haven't really been talking about it as much as they should be. Um, but um, yeah, I totally agree that the, it was handled really well um, and they could have taken it like to the next level and I'm kind of glad that they didn't and um, because they are shitty people. They're all shitty people. They are, and um, I, think, I so. think it's good that this show... Because generally when uh, a character like Alicia is presented to an audience, uh, it's presented with the male gaze. She's very attractive. She's often naked. Um, And to make her the perpetrator of this and to make like, you know, a guy like Curtis, like, why would you ever say no to that? There was clearly sexual tension building uh, in the previous two episodes. And like, he probably wouldn't have said no, you didn't have to use his power. So I think that it was good to kind of flip that around because... I don't know. I just right. thought that you wouldn't expect that reaction. You would expect him to be like, oh, yeah, let's do it again, baby. But it also showed that she can be victimized by this. The scene in the yeah. car uh-huh. when yep. she's in the car with Tony and the other guy who's like a volunteer. That was actually like frightening. Like she Curtis, was yeah. trapped and didn't want this to be happening, but she couldn't control her powers and it got pretty violent and i was you know it was it was an interesting like i said i think they do a good job of making these three-dimensional characters they're they're not great people um but they're also victims of their circumstances and they're trying their best in most respects yeah totally but agree with that and also time, it was a nice little ending too where we can look at each other and yeah yeah uh but this is also the episode where kelly goes bald for you know whatever reasons we don't really have to get into it it's not that funny um but I like this. I like that when she does go bald, uh, Nathan is kind of like the shoulder that she's crying on. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like you're building that relationship as well. Cause like beforehand, you know, she's just the chav that gets in bar fights and he's just right. like, he wants to be the class clown that's liked all the time. And there are two very abrasive characters, but then this brings it down and they kind of like, they're each other's crutch in this moment. And it's moments like that that I think make this show stand out uh, compared to other like, you know, we've said like, oh, a superpower show. (laughs) That's not original. But I think that this show does that really well. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought this was a nice use of uh, Curtis's powers once again, that uh, they attempt to move Tony and Gary's body. Um, I guess I jumped forward. They didn't initially bury them under the concrete. That happens in this episode. They had to yeah, move them. Right. Right. And um we see that um what's her name? Gwen. Oh, Jeff's wrong about that. I'm actually on Wikipedia. It's not Gwen. Uh, Sa- it's Sally. Why, why am I thinking Gwen then? Gwen. 
I don't know. But um, <laughs> Go ahead and so see we you. see we see that Sally actually uh, discovers the bodies in her trunk. They were they like stole her car to move the bodies, and um, to- uh, Curtis uses his powers to like change things so that that doesn't happen. And I think that's a really interesting segue, especially like as to what we have coming up um, in the next episode. That out of all of them, I think probably Curtis is becoming the best at controlling or or at least utilizing his yes, powers. But then later on he's we'll we'll get to that later on too. Uh but yeah, right. I, but before we move on to the next episode, Sally um we find out is we haven't talked about this at all, but Simon's been talking to somebody online called Shy Girl 18 and he's like opening up to her and he's getting catfish because Shy Girl is Sally. Mm, and she's using right. him for information but like dan said episode four is the curtis episode and this is i think it's my favorite episode of the season uh it's very timey-wimey which i like and it's at points wibbly wobbly and <laughs> what did you guys think about uh this episode and what curtis is trying to do and this one is sure it's the curtis episode but it also shows you very conveniently by the way but i'm <laughs> I, i'm able to see through that um why a lot of the other people were arrested yeah yeah ahead, i Jim. really like i really like this episode um i totally i'm always here for a time travel episode of any of series or genre i don't care um yeah this was super fun um curtis goes uh back in time because he discovers his girlfriend from jail is out and um he wants to basically like undo that and um well he wants to undo himself getting out of jail um so he basically avoids all of this stuff so he goes back in time to the night where he gets caught with uh cocaine and um basically everything ensues uh he avoids getting jail time but his girlfriend dies and then he has to go back again and do it all over again which i always appreciate because they could like go the route where they don't even show it they just show Mm -hmm. the thing that changes i'm like no i want to see all of it again Mm -hmm. um because i don't know i'm a i don't know i like you're a back to the future 2 fan and i do like how that one uh like dance song is playing every time he goes back it's like the same song that's how you know it's just done really well yeah it's super well done i agree i like this episode a lot i think all the um different variations on alternate realities yeah because you change one thing and stuff is cool there's one finally when i finally found out what pick and mix is i was very excited i was like what the is that sorry jim well, yeah, I, I like the part where eventually he clears everybody and then he goes back to the community center. But because he wasn't there to turn back time, Tony kills everybody except for Nathan, who happens to get away. So that's yep. that's the deciding factor where he goes and turns things back and just lets them happen. Um, he does every, change one thing. Yeah. He, he Which does, is that he gives the drug dealer back the cocaine. So yeah, at the end. He gets arrested, but it's only for like possession of like one little pill or so i don't even know like they were sort of ambiguous he said it was coke but looked like he was holding a pill and they were also referring to it as racks so i don't really know but <laughs> no it was a thing of coke oh okay well anyways yeah. um uh so the way I his power that was all works. well done the way his power yeah, works up until this point time rewinds like a minute and then he lives through it and it's like wait mm-hmm. this happened and then they change it and then he doesn't like jump back um but this episode he's pretty consciously like choosing to go back to a certain point right and then when he wakes up it's fine but like 
because maybe it's only a day does he have to like live through that like he can't go forward right he just goes back and then lives through it because he kept waking up to the same newspaper didn't he i'm not sure. yeah but that newspaper was not the day after the nightclub scene because okay oh yeah you're right so there was a jump forward it's ambiguous but i i definitely don't think he lived all that time because he had like missed out on memories so i mean since we're jumping around and we're talking about his power right now there's a a i do hold on i I have one other thing i want to say about this episode um and i don't know it's not a big deal but we were talking about production design and like quality of the production and stuff and i do have to say that for the most part it's pretty good but this episode which i think was probably their most ambitious use of powers and you know had a lot of editing and different locations and stuff feels the weakest for me as far as production quality i think some of the um supporting actors in this are really bad like the drug deal and the police officer feel like they're out of like community theater (laughs) and also like it's cool that um they use the trope of the replaying song to sort of center you in the time period, like in the nightclub. However, this is like the most generic BBC like rave song that's in like every TV show where people go to a (laughs) rave. Okay. So I didn't look it up now, but when this came out, I was like, I was like, I I could have with this song. And I looked it up and it's like a real, it was a real song at that time that was popular. Oh God. Yeah. Maybe I just have, an issue with like uk rave music but there's an episode of space where they go to a rave and there's this yeah. and and there's definitely like moments in doctor who where this type of music is playing dude and it just also seems so cheesy this song like now whenever this played i was like oh shit that's azalea banks 212 it sounds exactly like that song um but like going back to the power at the end of episode six when nathan falls off the building and gets impaled they're like turn back time undo it he's like it doesn't work like that bro it literally fucking does sorry jim yeah like he did it like seven times he even made a, a comment at one point where he's like i tried 10 times to break up with this girl you know like he's gone back in time to try to do these things even off screen like we know you can control it like it, well but in his defense, he can't help that. He doesn't want the breakup yeah. to happen over and over again. Nathan says to him, it's because you're guilty. You need to make her mad at you so that you don't feel guilty about breaking up with her. That's true. But I mean, I, he- I think in general, like one of my overall thoughts about the series and, and we'll delve into it a little bit more. I think um, and it's still early on, but in one season, none of them are really good at using their powers no simon simon gets a lot better but yeah but you do see that they get a little bit better over time Um, i mean we haven't even talked about kelly uh which i think is a shame i think they didn't devote enough time to her character but she could arguably have like the most painful power like it could be horrible to not be able to control hearing people's thoughts and what people are thinking about you they don't really delve into that, but well, I would it, like to know if she seems, gains the ability to turn that off. I think at points it seems selective. Like, I think that maybe she can't control it a little bit better as time goes on. Um, mm. But she also has mentioned, like, you can hear people at all times. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're totally right about that. Um, So season or episode five is more of like a, a Simon episode. And this is where he's like uh sally is leading him on separately from the shy girl thing like 
he's yeah. he's kind of flirting with her and she's flirting back but like not really into it she's just totally using him to get information and right. exploiting him and you know we haven't talked much about simon but he's he's awkward he's an awkward dude he uh i i think that he is the least bad <laughs> or least shitty of all these people i think his intentions Ooh, hard disagree. Uh, i definitely disagree with that i think he's the most bad really i mean he's oh, creeping on jeff he's yeah, creeping on people right. all the time you're right i forgot about that okay so i take that back <laughs> no but simon definitely has those vibes of like the bullied kid I, who like yeah, obviously he has reasons I, I to be upset i didn't think about him being a creep while invisible okay i take it back yeah um <laughs> Well, also, even like his crime that got them got him arrested is is probably the most heinous of all of theirs. Like, sure, he he attempted to set the fire in a fit of rage, but doesn't give you permission to burn down someone's house. Yeah. Okay, you guys are right. (laughs) But I agree. I mean, he's I wouldn't say that he's he's, the most sympathetic. Exactly. You commiserate with him because he is being bullied and made fun of and stuff. Right. I don't think he handles it well. No. He's definitely got voyeuristic uh, tendencies that we see throughout the series. Uh, I do think it's really interesting and well done that um, they took a character who basically his personality is to disappear into the background and watch people. And they made him the invisible man. I thought that was really smart. Right. But yeah, as Jeff was saying, this episode is a lot of um, Sally sort of trying to seduce Simon or just, you know, make him feel comfortable, make him feel like loved or, you know, desired in order to get him to open up to her. And and she I don't know. I don't think she's really making leeway in that category. He doesn't spill any beans about Tony or the crime or anything like that. And eventually in like a desperation move, um, she basically steals his phone. Right. And uh, sees a video where uh, Nathan is like, we killed a probation officer very yeah. clearly. Another reason why Nathan should shut up and Simon <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be filming them. Yeah. It felt very convenient, but uh, it's fine. It's fine for what it is, in my opinion. And and so, like, as Jeff referenced, um, I mean, before that sort of confrontation happens, there's... Uh, there's definitely lines that are being crossed by Simon. He's definitely becoming more attracted to Sally and there's a lot of creeping around her house uh, as he's uh, invisible and stuff like that. And um, when she gets the phone, at least this big confrontation, he goes invisible and he like attacks her. There's a struggle for the phone. And I don't believe that he like intentionally. Absolutely not. Her. No. They were just in a in a tiff and he she died real easily i mean i guess getting your yeah. head bashed in will do it but like he definitely <laughs> yeah. didn't intend to smash her head exactly where it, it smashed he was just trying to push her away right her get the phone back because right. she was going after him um and but were and you guys surprised that she died i mean the minute she took the phone i was like okay so she's gonna be dead no soon. no um yeah. and then he, he just keeps her in a freezer which is funny uh, and that's incredibly dark for Jeff's favorite character, who's he's loving stroking the face of the frozen corpse. <laughs> yeah, she's his little princess. <laughs> I just want to go on record that Jeff was like, Simon's the best guy in this show. Okay, you guys worded it better than me. It's... <laughs> he's it the least bad, he says. My ice queen. Um, can I also say that... Um, the B storyline of this episode was the dumbest part of the whole series so far, which is where we remember. meet the the baby, 
that can oh, uh, yeah. I didn't toddler. even write that in my notes like yeah toddler Finn who convinces men to be his father and Nathan <laughs> just turns into a complete creep the minute he touches the kid yeah that was, was strange like, yeah this reminded me a lot of early seasons of Smallville I don't know if you guys have seen oh, those. It's, oh yeah. yeah yeah where it's just like a monster of the week is like any character that like came in contact with kryptonite has some weird dumb power that you know they have to deal with and that's what this felt like a lot yeah for sure uh Um, episode six is like there's like a weird religious vibe cult going on and we find out that this one lady has powers uh to kind of just control people to be better uh, or what she perceives to be better and right. it's effective and you know, pretty much everybody except for Nathan at the end get mind controlled. I mean, we can get more into it if you want. I, I want to say one thing. Uh, did you guys recognize Rachel, the leader of the cult with the power? Yes, but I couldn't place her. I know I've seen her in something and I didn't look her up. Where is she from? She's the youngest sister in Downton Abbey. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's another. I mean, there's a lot. I feel there like are. the BBC has like 30 actors and they just <laughs> shuffle them around. That's correct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this one sort of felt a little monster of the wiki as well. Um, I, ironically, the B storyline ended up sort of being more important, which is just like uh, Simon dealing with the fallout of just feeling alone again. Like he has another secret and. I don't know. He's definitely conflicted. He feels like he did. He killed this woman for for the group. But I I have a feeling if the group found out that Simon killed her, they wouldn't be too thrilled with it. Right. Yeah, I totally feel that, too. There's that one part where Nathan and Simon are running away from like the mob and they eventually get circled. And Nathan is like, help me. And he's like, you bully me. Like he finally is standing up to him for himself. And, you know, you call me names and he just invisibles and gets out of there. And then Nathan is like uh, rescued by a guy on a bicycle and just taken away. What do you guys I have think a about theory. that? I, okay. I thought it was cool. I have a theory as to who this masked figure is. Okay. I I don't think you should tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you. But who do you think it is? I think it's Gary somehow. Okay. I'm not saying anything. Um, Jim, do you have any theories? I don't even know who Gary is. The guy who got killed in the first episode that I said was. Uh, from oh, oh so interesting. I, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and then we'll pull it back. But one of my final pushes is that this BMX guy, as I call him, uh, is. It's an ongoing story. It's like the next few seasons, really. Um becomes okay. very important and in the first episode of season two he's like full-on vigilante like and oh. it, it becomes a thing so this is just like a little seed that's planted and they're in retrospect if you um go forward watching the show if you're talked into it there are other seeds planted throughout the series that lead up to this and having re- this is only the first time i'm re-watching it um and i picked up on it for the first time because i've only watched a series through once um but rewatching, i'm like oh they did that Ooh, okay um so that is one thing that i think you guys should think about when making your final decision so okay. i think there's a couple other moments in this episode that are important sort yes, of for sure in spite of the main storyline the main storyline feels sort of throwaway yeah but i i think the emergence of this 
uh, hooded character that you talked about is big. I think um, as far as like intergroup relationships, it's pretty clear in this episode that Kelly and Nathan are interested in each other. And Absolutely, right. yeah. That doesn't um, come to bear by the end of the episode uh, because, as Jeff was alluding to, there's a confrontation. Um, Simon is invisible, and he tries to stop Nathan from falling off this roof with uh, with Rachel, the cult leader, but he's not able to, to hold on to him. And Nathan and the cult leader both fall, and they both die. And, yeah. uh, and then... Uh, we see at the very end Nathan wake up in his coffin. He's 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 found out finally what his power is that he's immortal or he can come back from the dead. I thought it was really funny how the credits rolled over that too. He's yes. just like yeah. <laughs> it was really good. All that light from one iPod too. And my wife was yeah. like, Those batteries last like thirty minutes. How is it still on? Um <laughs> That was but, an old iPod though. That would last like five days. Yeah, <laughs> so when when I first watched this, I was at work. Um yeah, working in a warehouse and I was just watching and I like my Blackberry storm or whatever I had. <laughs> and um, when Nathan died, I was like, oh, oh, that's like it really hit me because there's, you know, there's like five minutes or so before you find out he's alive. And I was like, they're right. going to bring him back. Right. And then like they don't for a little <laughs> while. Um, and I was like, that's pretty ballsy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, felt that way, too. I, I like the idea of it, and I like how the season ended on this uh, cliffhanger. I do have to say there was some, like, very easily avoidable, like, TV tropes mm-hmm. uh, with the way this played out. Um, I understand that, like, this group is who we're focused on, but the idea that there's a funeral for Nathan, and I don't recall seeing his mother or father who were introduced earlier in the season. Did you guys see them at the funeral? Nope. Uh, Didn't even I, think don't, about that. I don't remember. Pretty odd. Yeah. And then also anytime there's like a character um, either resurrected or uh, still alive, like buried alive, I always have the problem of um, uh, what do you call it? Like what morticians do? Uh, embalming. Right. Yeah. I thought the <laughs> same thing too. I was like, um, I don't think he has all of his organs in his body right now. Yeah. And he's been injected with formaldehyde, but like a show, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched American gods, but there's a character who resurrects in that and they have to deal with the repercussions of that. Like she's been embalmed. So she's like missing organs. She's just like a walking corpse. That's still rotting and stuff. I, but. This, is, this is more lighthearted. So I'm, I'm willing <laughs> to give that kind of stuff a pass because it, it is a comedy as well. I Overall, I am as well, just because I, if I am talked into it and if I continue to watch, I would like Nathan to be a part of the show because Overall he's thoughts. probably my favorite part. I'm sorry. Overall thoughts, Dan. Yeah, I mean, my overall thoughts are I think um, the cast is strong. I think the take on the superpowers is interesting. I hope uh, that if I continue to watch uh, some of the villains, so-called, are handled a little bit more deftly. Um, I guess my overarching biggest issue that I had with this this season, um, which could easily be, you know, fixed in the future is that I don't think they really spent enough time on the female characters in the group. Kelly didn't Hmm. get really an episode at all. And I thought um, Alicia's episode was strong, um, but really focused more on her issues with her sexuality. We didn't really learn anything about her family. Okay, without without giving spoilers, um, Kelly does have a much bigger part moving forward. Um, 
and I believe Alicia does as well. But Kelly, you definitely see more of Kelly and she becomes uh, more of a focus in future episodes. Okay. okay. I also will say just uh, this is has no bearing on whether I'm talked into or not, but uh, this is, might be like the most British British thing I've ever watched. It's the first time <laughs> I've ever had problems like understanding proper nouns or dialects. Like, I, I liked how even Nathan was like, is she speaking English? I can't understand yeah, that. Kelly, what is she saying? Oh, <laughs> Kelly's yeah. accent was like crazy. Yeah, it's really funny. Jimmy, um, overall thoughts. Yeah, I guess my overall thoughts. My overall thoughts are probably pretty similar. Um, like I said, it feels very like early, uh, like aughts, uh, BBC kind of stuff. It felt like pretty similar to like um, Doctor Who and stuff. Like when um, it's like skins with superpowers. Yeah, it, it it reminds me of like when when Simon goes like invisible or whatever, and that weird head effect. It just reminds me of like straight up like a Russell T Davies like Doctor <laughs> Who episode or whatever effect. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of like the low budget feel of it. Um, I like the actors in it. Um, I like the premise. I like the show. I like the sayings. I like the beats. Um, (laughs) yeah. Ask, ask us the question, Jeff. Well, final push first. All right. So the hooded BMX guy, this becomes like a huge thing. So I just wanted you to be introduced to that mystery. Um, so hopefully that you're hooked and you want to watch more. Another push, it's five seasons between six and eight episodes each. So it, it's it's done. Like, there's not too much more you guys have to watch. Um, there's does, more... it have, does it have a satisfying ending or did it just get, like, canceled? No, it, it was, I believe it was planned to end after five seasons. So you do see arcs close. Like, there's arcs okay. that continue and different character arcs that are finished. Um And there's more cast members like my favorite cast member in the show doesn't even come till season three. And he's uh, that's Rudy. He's portrayed by Joe Gilgan, who has been in a bunch of things. I'm sure you've seen him before, but he's like the coolest character. His power is like he's kind of like a multiple man, which is kind of weird. But like you Mm. do see these and you do see like there was a lot of villains or, you know, bad guys of the week in this and you do see that but there's also ongoing like bad guys with like intentions that you know there's like and they do really weird stuff with the powers i don't want to give too much away but like there's a lot of things that we've said before that this show's like yeah they got superpowers that's easy whatever but they do stuff that actually is innovative in this genre moving forward um and I think that you guys will like it. I, I have a good feeling that you're going to be talked into it, but I got to know, was I able to talk the fellas into misfits? Yes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So, uh, yeah. Why are you guys? Yeses? you liked it that much. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think if the show was like still going on or something like that, um, I might be a no just because of like too much. But like, I only have four seasons left to watch, so I'm just like, eh, might as well get through it. And like, it was enjoyable enough that like, uh, I don't know, I, I just can see myself watching this again. I I'm a I'm a soft yes, uh, okay. predominantly because uh, I want to find out 
what happens with Nathan and, and, you know, how that sort of goes on. Um, as far as like watching long term, I'm conflicted because I know that there's going to be some casting changes. Um, and right now, the thing that's connecting me to this show is the cast. I really like uh, the actors who play Nathan and and I didn't really get a chance to to give a lot of love during our our episode but I thought the actor who played Curtis was really good and I, great, I know he's yeah. he's he's been in some other big stuff um and Kelly as well was was a strong so, suit. I, yeah. see, it's hard to talk about this cuz I really don't want to give out spoilers but it's not like season 1 is this cast season 3 is this cast right. there's there's overlap segue from and, what yeah, I and can imagine. and it feels natural when cast members leave and join if you just watch this like in one chunk you wouldn't even notice uh um, yeah so so I am going to keep watching. I don't know if I'll watch all of it, but I'm definitely going to keep watching and see where at least these arcs go on. So something weird happened to me while watching this. Usually when my wife watches stuff with me for talking me into, she usually hates it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> she likes it, but like I, we watched one episode of this and she was like, oh, I like this. Let's watch it together. And I was like, okay. And like, or I thought she didn't care. So I started watching a second episode while working and she was like, you're watching this without me. So I had to, like, <laughs> I had to watch it with her and had to wait. So I was like, I love watching stuff with you, but I got to get this done by a certain time. So let's <laughs> speed it up, baby. Um, so yeah, she loved it. So we actually continued into watching season two again and nice. like, She's loving it. I'm liking rewatching it. So it's real fun. You were like, Lindsay, give yeah. that baby a Benadryl and let's watch Misfits. <laughs> oh, I don't drug my baby, but we did have to give her Tylenol before she got her uh, some shots. Uh, so Aww. it would hurt less. And it was the first time she tasted anything other than milk. So it was like grape flavored and when we put the little syringe thing in her mouth and like injected a little drop in her face, it was like she just like <laughs> took a bump of coke or something she was like what <laughs> it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen but next she week she had Jimmy. the facial expression of curtis going back in time <laughs> yes yes next week jimmy <laughs> yes we are talking dan into something that is kind of timely it kind of coincides with a movie yeah. release coming out we're going to be talking dan into shin godzilla that's yeah. right just godzilla's lower legs <laughs> i hate that Shin of i hate Godzilla. it so much <laughs> <laughs> thank you i just thought of it first person to ever do it um yeah. we'll get more into uh godzilla in general and shin godzilla next week but I i'm excited for this because i've only seen it once Me but too. i really liked it i've seen it multiple I'm times excited but i'm too. very excited yeah I'm a, I would go so far as to say I'm a Godzilla fan and I have not seen this one and I've heard good things about it so it's it's something that I've been but looking forward are to you since a God, put on the list. Are you a Godzilla fan like in Warren Ellis's Crooked Little Vein where you go into theaters and dress up like <laughs> reptiles and have fun with other people doing that. the same? My head says no but my heart says yes. <laughs> my mind is telling me no. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, Jeffrey. Yeah? Where can we find the podcast? 
You can find the podcast on talkmeinto.com. We have a patreon.com slash talkmeinto. There's a bunch of stuff up there. We've revamped it. It's fun. There's a lot of fun audio, a lot of fun video stuff. There's like behind the scenes stuff and talk me into. I, that's what I really like about like shows that I like, like weird behind the scenes stuff. Me too. Um, like when Jimmy gave us game grumps and they went into their office, I was like, yeah, I want to know this stuff or like how it's made. Um, so there is a lot of like our notes or how we make the show, how Jimmy edits it. It's pretty cool. If you like our show, a few bucks a month, it just, we're not getting rich off of this. We just want to, you know, pay our server fees or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, that, you know. that's actually one of my favorite videos I've ever made. And I think two people have watched it is me editing Talk Me Into. <laughs> I watched so, it. Yeah, so did <laughs> I. So nobody else. Yeah, there's a few people. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're on Twitter at Talk Me Into. We're on Instagram at Talk Me Into Pod. Send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com. We will read any email on the show, but we will only read five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. So if you want to shit on us, shit away. We with five stars <laughs> next to your name. <laughs> Jimmy, once you stop laughing, where can people find you on the internet? I don't know if I'll get there. He never uh, stops laughing. <laughs> you can find me uh, at son of a fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and the tubes or the YouTubes. Uh, yeah, you can find me on all those places where I'm posting, tweeting, laughing. Dan, where can people find you online? I'm tweeting tweets at Danny underscore breakdown. Tweeting them tweets. And yeah. And uh, check out my band on Instagram uh, at old with an E underscore dogs. Jeff, how about you personally? You can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs, the number 27. Uh, I mostly tweet about Doctor Who related stuff, sometimes magic cards. And I always reply to people who are being racist by saying that they shouldn't do that because they're wrong at being that. And then I get blocked and then it makes me very happy. When races block you, you know you're having a good day. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? That's the dumbest thing we've ever done. King Kong sucks, by the way. Whoa, shit, dude. (laughs) Monkey. Uh, Jimmy, do you want the same track or? Yeah, yeah, we can keep the same track. Jimmy, is there any way I can make sure that somehow Jeff asks you that question every time? <laughs> I want to make sure. Sometimes he might. This is already a 20 minute track. I don't know, Dan. I, I know Dan, but I don't know, Dan. <laughs> I know Dan and Aaron. Dan, Dan, the muffin man. Oh, Paris, will you please get off of me? Oh, Paris, will you please get off? Ew. <laughs> that's my daughter you <laughs> sick fuck. your daughter <laughs> cool very cool okay i hate I'm us <laughs> I'm, I'm ending this track you can choose to live like lions or conveniently oh Mm-hmm. And we are killers. Sporting. We're I'm born killers in the end. 
Jimmy, you should put this like in the Misfits episode so people are like, is he singing Lenny Lashley? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Okay, I'm recording. Jimmy, you want to clap us down? Not really, but I guess I'll do it anyways. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Guys, can we all do a Godzilla roar at the same time? Sure. Yes. Okay. One, two, three. I leaned so far back and my mic exploded. <laughs>